One more time. Five, four, three, two, one, go. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Old School, New School podcast. We are back after a little bit of a break. Oh my gosh. It's, well, we're like three days off. It's fine. I mean, I think we'll live. Yeah, we'll live. So, where, where were you at? Why were you off? Why were we off? Well, I'll here? tell you why we were a little off. Because he's skipping out of school. Nah. No, I'm, I actually graduated school. But I went on a mission trip to the Holy Land. The I, Holy Yes. I just came back from Israel. I was there for about 10, well, it actually was about nine days because we had a layover in, in Switzerland, which I'm not complaining about. That was, Did you get out of that airport? Yeah. Yeah. We got to go to the old downtown area. You know, there's like castles and stuff. It's really cool. That's awesome. It was very cool. That's awesome. That's a great, that's a once in a lifetime. hundred percent. I definitely want to go back. So, so let's talk about mission trips today. Hmm. Uh, by the way, hi, I'm Chris. Hey, Will. I feel <laughs> by, like you know us. By, by the now. way, by the way, <laughs> by the way. Um, so let's talk about mission trips because I know mm. our church that we go to Bayside just put out like 30 different mission mm. trips. Yeah. Not 30, probably 20. I mean, probably. I looked at the website. It might be close to 30. Wow. Including and, like, you know, the yeah, youth ones. The youths. Mm, the yeah. youths. Are you going to go on any of those? The youth mission trip? Yeah, or just a mission trip. I might go on another one. I was actually looking specifically at Ireland because, hey, 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 red hair. Wow. I'd blend in. And I I looked at the price. It was cheaper than the one I just went on to Israel. So I'm thinking I might want to do that. And it's a little bit more um, evangelism, church outreach stuff, which I love doing. Okay. I don't want to say I'm good at it. See, I love humble. going doing a project. Oh, really? You like yeah, building houses Yeah, and stuff? I don't want to talk to people. Oh. <laughs> Come on. What, this is like, you'd think you'd be great at evangelism. You would think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I turn or burn. You know, that's... Ah, okay. Yeah. You don't want so, to scare them. So, what, uh, so you decided to go to uh, Israel. Yes. What made you decide to go on that trip? So I've been trying to go on this trip for three years. Okay. It started, actually, it started originally, I was going to go to Berlin, Germany, on a mission trip with a program I'd been with before called European Initiative. Okay. And they do evangelism in the streets. It's literally, I've never met you. I'm going to walk up to you and start talking to you. Yeah. See, I think for most people <laughs> in the unit, especially our listeners, yes. they're like, uh, thanks, Will, but no. here, I'll give you 10 bucks. Yeah, just go away. <laughs> no, it's a lot of, especially there's the chance that they don't speak English. But a lot of, you know, the bigger European cities, that they have English as a second language. So you could go up to just about anybody and start striking up a normal conversation. And we would have things to kind of introduce the topic. Like, okay. hey, we were just doing a, a flash mob. Did you see that? And they'd be like, yes, we saw the flash mob. And then you talk about what I mean, did you, you think go, about it? You do a dance? Like, yes. Like, like, uh, like uh, what's that? High school musical? Well, yeah, actually, kind of. Oh, my God. We start out with the Cupid Shuffle. Oh, boy. We get a couple. There was a couple of times where there were these uh, (laughs) Spaniards on a bachelor trip in Budapest, Hungary, and they started doing the Cupid Shuffle with us, and it was great. And then we go from that into a skit that has, like, a deeper meaning and stuff. And it was this one that we did called The Wall, where there's a a wall of people that are all, like, standing linked arms, and then Mm -hmm. there's... Jesus is on one side of the wall, and then there's this woman on the other side of the wall, and she's doing all of these things that's leading to a downward spiral. Jesus breaks through the wall happily ever after. And people would be like, was it a, was it a love story? Oh, we'd get a lot of that. And we'd be like, technically, yes, which was a good segue. Do you into, think they're more open to that 
in Europe than they are here in the United States? That's a good question because it is weird how you can go to a public park that people are on the ground with like towels eating lunch and you just go up to them, sit next to them and they'll be like, yeah, come talk with us. People are very open and susceptible to like conversations with strangers. Okay. It was very common there. And you, okay. you would just, hey, did you see our thing? A lot of the times you'd get a no. Well, and then you try to segue into talking about, well, we're Americans. We are coming to share our story of how, you know, this guy Jesus changed our lives and then blah, blah, blah. And I loved doing that. Now, okay. you are more <laughs> of a project guy. I'm a project guy. Okay. I, I love... Like when I looked at all the mission trips, there was only two, I think, that were doing a project. Mm-hmm. And one's in, one's in Mexico. Yeah. And I'm thinking maybe they're going to help the cartel out or something. Like that. <laughs> so I, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think they're going to help the cartel. I just think right. the cartel is going to know they're there. They're going to benefit. Somehow. It makes me nervous. Yeah. How do you get over that? How do you get? I mean, well, I'm like, I mean, I've been to Africa I've, hmm. like, three or four times. I've been to wow. Mexico years ago. Mm-hmm. I've been to, uh, I've been to um, Miami, Florida a couple times. Wow, that's so foreign. <laughs> Miami, wow. Yeah, but there are trips that people go to that are in the United States. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of good ones. There's ones to Alaska that are amazing. But for me, the the fear wasn't as much where I was going because I'm going to like an active conflict zone. Like yeah. the, the issues with Palestine and Israel were very apparent. That was And the way they had the news, yes. you, you'd think bombs are going over your head every 15 minutes. Yeah, not true. It's not happening. It no. has happened on mission trips where they would see the, the Iron Dome, which is like you know an anti-rocket safety net in okay. the sky. That's happened before. We had none of that. I mean, you see Israeli soldiers with rifles, and handguns walking around. Well, you see that in Africa, too. You go into the yeah, airport, yeah. and there's a guy with an M16. You're yes. like, ah. Yeah. And they tell you, don't take any pictures. And you're like, right. maybe I could sneak Sneak one. it. Don't do it. No. No. Go away. No. Americans. Americans. Yeah, we, we definitely felt the stupid American cliche. But yeah. we a lot of Israelis actually love Americans. So How many people touched your hair? Not too many, actually. Weirdly enough, th- they were cool with it. Because there's actually a lot of redheads where I, where I was. You'd okay. think it, they would all just be dark hair. There were Orthodox Jews with like bright red hair like mine. Okay, so, so the spiritual implications of it. So mm-hmm. why, what, what happens to you on a mission trip? What, uh, and then I'll share what happened to me. Okay, yeah. Um, so a mission trip is very much you're pouring out. but when you, you think you're going there to help them. Yes, which you are. Yes. And it's funny because there's a huge aspect to mission trips where you receive a ton. So I went on, I mean, especially with a trip to Israel, you're getting a lot out of it. So I was serving at a church called King of Kings in Jerusalem. Look them up. Go support. They're an awesome church organization. They have tons of different uh, campuses, kind of like Bayside does, but okay. internationally. Right. So they've got places here in the States. They've got tons of places in Israel, surrounding countries. And their, I guess, home church in Jerusalem is in this, also, side story, I'll make it quick, but this sure. is in this crazy shopping mall. It's like, you know, you know, kind of like a plaza that's eight stories, but the ele- it's considered a cursed building because it is, it is built insane. It's like a maze. You have to go, there's like first floor to eighth floor, and then over here there's like negative two floors. So you got to go to this elevator to get up four floors. Then you got to go over to another elevator to get through floors three through five. And then you got to, and you're, and then there's one elevator 
on the eighth floor that goes to the 21st floor. And you're just like, what is happening? You get lost in there so easily. But their, their church really is in multiple places in this plaza. They have the pavilion, which is kind of on the first floor where they have their service. It's an old movie theater, actually. Okay. They re-renovated. They've got, like, movie seats. And That's cool. They show you, like, this is where the popcorn used to be. A lot of churches is- in the United States are taking over old oh, yeah. theaters. Old pl- you see tons of churches in, like, strip malls and plazas. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. And then on the top, top floor, the 21st floor, they have this, this thing called the Summit, where they have a lot of their offices. They've got a small worship area. And it outlooks... It overlooks the entire city of Jerusalem. It's very, very cool. And there's a pavilion, kind of like a balcony where you can look over everything. So, so cool. So we were there serving the church, you know, painting it. We tore out a wall. We were doing a lot of renovation stuff. I built Ikea furniture, and I never want to do that ever again in my life. It's it's of the devil. It is. It I, is. I was building it. Especially like, that little fat guy they put in the... <laughs> In the illustration. Uh-huh. So I hate him by the time he gets to I was building it and I was like, I never want to talk to a Swedish person ever again. I can't. Because I'll bring this up. Oh, yes. This this Ikea friend. And a lot of, like, I had to go off of the instruction manuals yeah. numerous times because it was wrong. Yeah. Don't even get me started. So I had to put up with Ikea furniture. Thank God for patience. I got through it. And we were just doing simple things where we're being the light of Christ, you know, the body okay. in action. Okay. And it wasn't as much, you know, evangelism as reaching the unchurched people. We were sort of, because Israel and Jerusalem specifically is very much controlled by a Jewish and a Muslim majority. So for Christians and converting is a lot harder. There. How many people were with you? There was 21 of us total, including our tour guide and we were, you know, serving a couple of the days and touring a lot. Okay. So we were serving this one day and it wasn't as much, you know, reaching the unchurched, but we were being the light and an encouragement to well, those people in the ask the question, why are you there? Yes. So absolutely. Yeah. So, so how did you, I mean, spiritually, like what was mm-hmm. happening to you in that moment? Like what, yeah. what was going on in your soul? I had a lot of really good connections with, the spirit when I was on the touring days specifically I'll tell you two that really really hit me I'll preface with I'm not a crier usually but let me yeah but let me tell you so and if you were on the mission trip you've heard me tell these stories ad nauseum so just put up with it put up we got a the first day we got a tour the temple so where you know the temple was in the center of old Jerusalem. Now there's a mosque on top of it. And it's crazy when you're looking at the, the stone structures, you can literally see the layers of history. There were, there have been so many examples of building destruction, building destruction. Things are built on top of each other. We literally walked underground through this long water tunnel that we could hardly fit through. And you could see the base of the temple that was now underground because they're constantly building on top of each other. Mm-hmm. First, it was the the Jewish first temple that gets destroyed. Then it's the second Jewish temple that gets destroyed. Then it's the, um, I think it's, then cru- there's like Muslim architecture that's destroyed, Crusaders, that's destroyed. Then the Turks, which is what's there currently. And you can see the stone, it's weird, the stones get smaller as they go up. So the very 
bottom base is the old temple. And there, there's a part of it that you've probably heard of. It's called the Wailing Wall yeah. or the Western Wall. We got to visit that. Let me tell you. I made you cry? So I get to the wall. I'm a, I'm a bit of a history nut. Not, not super crazy. But when I get there to the Western Wall, and it's weird because there's a male section, there's a female section. So it's, you got to split up. So I'm, I'm just by myself for a bit. And I get there and I get close to the wall. <clears throat> the only way I could describe this, it's going to sound a little weird. You know, when uh, Jesus' mom and John the Baptist's mom, they get together and then they feel them leap in the womb when they get close to each other. I just, I felt this like jump, the spirit literally leapt up inside of me, almost like wow. a pregnant child kicking. It's a weird example, but... I get to the wall and I literally feel this, this, this jump inside of me. And you know, when you're about to cry and you, you feel it coming, you're like, yep. Oh man, here oh, we go. Tighten up. Yep. Lock it down. Yep. Lock the tear back up. Lock it down. So it wasn't like that at all. It just suddenly started happening. I started not sobbing, but I was kind of, <laughs> I started feeling it. And then I go, I put one hand on the wall. Oh, wow. I put another hand on the wall. And then I just, I put my forehead on my hands and I was just all in. And there's just tears streaming down my face. And it, I could feel the, the pressure. Well, you've been reading about this your whole yes. life. I could feel the history, yeah. the profound suffering. Because that, that part of Jerusalem is just, it's baked into the walls. You could just feel the spirit of suffering. And I just empathized with that so much. And I just started crying. Second time was in the Holocaust Museum because... Oh, yeah. 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 I mean... I went to the uh, African-American History Museum in Memphis, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And by the time we left there, it was the place where Martin Luther King got shot at. Oh, wow. And by the time we left there, you had this feeling of, Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, I get it. Yes. I get it. I mean, and you're... I mean, it was was like, oh, I don't... I don't know if I ever need to go in there again. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was so painful. Yes. From, as speaking as a white dude, mm-hmm. that it was like, okay, I get it. Yeah, you can start to understand yeah. and empathize a bit. So go on. So that was my, I mean, you know, the Holocaust Museum, you get to the very end, there was this room with like a suspended platform in the middle and it was a cylindrical room with up into the ceiling and down below the ground, it was bookshelves, tons and tons of books filled with names of the people that died in the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt... In my head, I heard, uh, these are the names of my children whom I weep for. And I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, you look up in the ceiling, you see 600 faces. And I just, again, I've, I would try to keep, I didn't like blubber cry, but I kept this like stoic face. It was like a movie scene, just like a single tear. And I just had to get away from people because I didn't want them to see me. So I just kind of was standing by this railing, looking up and just... Single tear, then another one, and I just was crying. It's so important. Oh, my gosh. It's so important to – I don't want to – it's almost like the whole uh, 9-11 thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. The longer it goes, the more you're like, well – but when you go there mm-hmm. and you – you know, it, it stirs up. Yeah. I mean, I remember exactly – where I was when that happened and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Sure. Uh, I remember exactly where I was when John F. Kennedy got shot too. Yeah. I mean, it's just, that's just mm-hmm. what it is. But, um, so, so it, it, the reality of thousands of years of history, yes. along with reading your Bible over mm-hmm. the years, knowing what this talking about, right. Just kind of overtook you. Very much so. You could feel it's like a, it was described as a spiritual pressure cooker before we went. 
hundred percent. I could feel it when we were there. And if you were talking to someone, a young person or mm-hmm. an old person, and they said, well, why should I go? Right. What would you say? I'd say go, even if you aren't a believer, it's like the cradle of civilization is in that part of the world. Okay. You can really understand just history, especially even when, it, if again, if you're not a believer, you go to the Sea of Galilee and it's like, this is where Jesus walked on water. Or I've been to places where it was like 100%, without a doubt, Jesus walked here. The southern steps of the temple yeah, was how see, people see, got to the temple. That's crazy. That's exactly. It, you're literally, you're reading about, and then David hid underground as the enemy was coming to storm the city of David. And it's like, yeah, that was here. Like, that was I, like here. It was like right here. Yeah. Like King, and I've, I've been to King David's tomb. It's like, again, go back to 9 11. When you go yes. at the new tower, you're going, no, that happened like right, right here. here. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty, yeah, that's, that's a great insight. Mm hmm. So, what about you? What are you <laughs> transition from me to We're you. We're working the transitions. <laughs> I, I, I put out this cup. Uh, I, I oh, went wow. on this water uh, team. There was four of us um, mm-hmm. to Gabon, uh, Africa in 2011. Nice. That was, that's not one of the last ones, but that was the most impactful thing that I've ever done in my life. Wow. Not only uh, as a mission trip, but mm-hmm. as impactful. Mm-hmm. That changed pretty much my view of the, of the world. Where, or, or my life where I could turn around and say uh, it was probably. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm listening, I promise. Um, it was probably, uh, I can turn around and say it was the greatest thing that I have ever done in my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, besides becoming a Christian, you yep. know, my, well, my wife. But as in, uh, well, I didn't do that well with being a father. So, <laughs> <laughs> I was more thinking of like the birth of your child. Oh, whatever. yeah. Well, that was, that was, don't, yeah, that was gross. <laughs> I told, after my wife had our first child, I'm like, you don't have to do that. Again. <laughs> I, you don't ever have to do that again. She's no, like, no, I want more. That so, looked what? like it was really hard. No, she did not say. She's like, you're damn right. No. <laughs> then about two years later, it wears off. Anyway, okay. So, but we went there and uh, it was nothing but, uh, a pain in the butt to mm-hmm. get there. I mean, we we didn't get visas. We mm. half of us were able to go there. We had to bring pipes. We had to bring. I mean, it was nuts. Wow. And this machine. So it was this hospital in the middle of uh, uh, Gabon, Africa. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, uh, I, of course, I'm going to forget the name. But Is it on anyway, the mug? No, it's not on the mug. Oh. That's that's the country. Mm. Um, but. Uh, it's this hospital with the Christian Missionary Alliance. Okay. And there's a surgery center there. Mm. And they had city water, but it was like, if you drink it, you're going to get sick. Oh, yeah. And the water from the well was like brown. Oh, yeah. And so they would actually take, I mean, it was like dirty water. They'd take mm-hmm. baths, and then you'd have to wow. filter your own water. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have any water on, on the on the campus. Mm-hmm. Well, I ended up having like 120-some beds. Uh, Dr. Thielander and his wife, Joanna, were there. Mm-hmm. Uh two of the most beautiful people you ever want to meet wow. as in people. Okay. They're not bad looking either. Oh, but. well that's good. <laughs> it's good that you cleared that. <laughs> so Very anyway, sure. so they invited us there one time and then we said, well, what are you doing for water? And they're like, we don't have anything. So we got this, uh, we got the team together mm-hmm. and uh, there was this guy, mm-hmm. uh, Hartmut, uh, Hans and uh, uh, Kurt. And mm-hmm. we decided 
these two other guys, two guys of the team had a lot more money than we did. And they bought, okay. they were able to get this huge machine that changed water. Mm. And we put, it, it was delivered. It had to be shipped there. So it was months. Mm-hmm. We had to bring, we had to actually bring the, the, the piping to, to hook it up on the plane. Anyway, oh, wow. all that to say is we put in this water filter this water filtration mm-hmm. system and changed everything for the hospital. Mm. I mean, we, and we were actually drinking muddy water yeah. out of cups that were perfectly clean within wow. 10 days. It was amazing. And then the other trip that was, uh, I went to uh, Uganda, a friend, oh, of mine, wow. a friend of mine was, we were starting a adoption agency, an international adoption agency. Mm-hmm. And Uganda's the, the door was still open for that. It's mm. closed now. But, we went to orphanages mm. throughout Uganda okay. where there were thousands of children that wow. because of the AIDS pandemic, mm. uh, they're okay. just leaving on the street. And there was just yep. these orphanages with just kids who were left on the side of the road. Mm. And, uh, and all that to say is one night I, I just, we went back to our hostel and, and I was laying there and I'm like, okay, God, what do you want? Mm. What do you want? Mm-hmm. Whatever, what, what, whatever you want. You have no radio. You have no TV. You have, right. You just have all this packed in emotion, and you're seeing mm-hmm. uh, people carry out the gospel and minister to these kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's where I wrote my uh, my uh, baller for Jesus. Uh, baller for Jesus. <laughs> that's another. That's another <laughs> episode. But I was like, God, what do you want me to do? I, I mean, I just want to do whatever you want. And so mm-hmm. it ended up, I called it being a baller for Jesus. Heck yeah, dude. And it's uh, eight steps of how to, you know, these are the things that you need to do with your life. Mm. And at the end of the day, you're going to be a baller. Let's go. You're going to be a baller. 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 Amen. And But but if I had not gone that trip, mm-hmm. and the whole time I'm texting my wife saying, what what were you thinking when you said yes? <laughs> Why did you let me do yeah. this? I mean, because it's really hot there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is boiling. You're on yes. the equator, and and there's the first thing I did when I got back to New York after mm-hmm. the one trip is like I I, I need a hamburger. I need real <laughs> red meat to True eat. True American. Uh, but but there's these people like the Thelanders and uh, another guy called Mike Rush, mm-hmm. but that are just doing the work there. Yeah, that are changing lives and you get to watch this firsthand and another trip that i was on i remember saying we need to get back to reality and (laughs) my spirit it says no this is the reality for the world Mm. we're going back to disneyland we live in disney world yes here in the united states that's good Uh Uh, because it's just not even in israel and it's a yeah Oh, I mean, there's parts of of Israel because Bethlehem is controlled by, uh, you know, Arab. It's Arab state, more or less. It's not exactly Palestine. But I mean, there's signs when you're going near Bethlehem that literally say, like, if you are an Israeli citizen, you cannot come in here. You will be like either asked to leave or you will be captured and get dead harmed. Yeah, get dead pretty hard. But. I mean, there's tons of places where you go. There's like a no man's land between Bethlehem and then Jordan, which is an Arab state. And it's literally like the surface of the moon. There's craters. There's charred sand. There's just dunes of nothing. And you, there's like a couple of roadways for, you know, agricultural shipments and stuff, you know, farming. Other than that, it's like you don't step in here. I would always ask people after they came back from a trip, what happened to you? Mm-hmm. And so, and uh, 
usually it takes a you know a day a month a week right then all of a sudden it kicks in yes what actually happened even though the you did cry yeah <laughs> twice <laughs> but i'll give you you'll get a pass seeing twice. it was on the the wailing wall mm-hmm. yeah literally. how appropriate yeah. for you to do that <laughs> and the holocaust museum yes well fair enough yeah, right fair enough oh my gosh yeah that's just anyway mm-hmm. um Let's do this. Let's like next week. Okay. Because I'm going to California. This guy. I'm going to go visit my son and my granddaughter. And, Fair enough. And my, gra- my daughter-in-law. So you had, you had kids. You that worked out. Oh, my son's a pastor. He's a, a vineyard pastor in Santa Monica. Yeah. And they all like me. They like they me. Like yeah, they good. like you. Yeah. That's good. So it worked out. We have a good relationship. Nice. And never, here's something I want to say about missions. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm going to yeah, jump yeah. back. Go ahead. Um, I never did it when my kids were growing up. Mm-hmm. Because uh, they needed a dad around, and, right? And and it wasn't during those times. It wasn't about me and Joyce. It was about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, you still want to enjoy life and do things, but we yeah. weren't in a position to do that. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I they were out of the house, boom, man! Mm-hmm. I've been on probably ten or fifteen mission trips since the the kids left the house. Nice. Oh yeah, I've been around the world a couple. Good of on times. you. I love it. <laughs> um, and so and sometimes it's not the right time. It's just not the right yeah. time in your life. Yeah. Like if you're a mom and you got like a four kids under five years old, mm-hmm. you probably shouldn't go on a mission. Yeah, trip maybe for stay two home years. for a bit. That's totally sexist. <laughs> but the kids but are a lot. I'm just saying. And so being, it's okay, mm-hmm. right? It's okay to not. Uh, it, it it isn't always the season to be yeah. to do whatever you want to do. Sure, sure. And I mean, there's going to be a coming season. You're going to get a. a, a a family, a wife yeah. and a family. Did you meet couple. any chicks in there? Dude. Oh, let me tell you. Okay, hold on. We're going to we're gonna keep going. <laughs> let me tell you. There is more. No. I'll take it quick, but there are so many tall women in Europe. It's crazy. I ran into a couple of German women at the airport. They were like six foot three. And no way. Yes. Dude, <laughs> we went on the flight to Zurich was a Swiss airline called Edelweiss. The stewardesses are very tall and are very um, distracting. Yes. You'd be like, would you like anything to drink? I'll be like, I want your uh, number. Uh, 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 totally tripping over I'm my 21. Words. I'm 21 and I <laughs> haven't really ever dated. I, so. I don't know what I'm doing. Do you want to? Uh, yeah. Would you marry me? Let's yeah. just, let's just cut, let's to, cut the, to the chase. Yeah, but Not, so you're thinking about becoming a missionary. So I'm saying that I might to be airlines. To, oh, I might be a yeah a flight attendant to a Swiss airline. <laughs> Just got to learn German first. <clears throat> no, that's not happening. No, but yeah, we had that conversation a lot. Weirdly enough, because there was like the 50 plus year old group, and yeah. then there was the like the Gen Z kids. Okay, because it was supposed to be a trip with the college, and then that kind of fizzled off, and those that stuck around ended up going with the adult mission trip. So a lot of us youngins are not in relationships, and we were talking about that a lot. So we'll see where it goes. Let's do this. They mm-hmm. have a trip going to Israel mm-hmm. next year. Mm-hmm. Let's bring our mics. Let's do our podcast from Israel. Whoa. That'd be cool. Speaking hey. into existence. Hey, Joyce, can we go <laughs> to Israel next year? <laughs> hey, Mom, can you hey. let us go to Israel? You know, because I've got to get permission from yeah. my wife. Well, sure. Okay, so, um, but let's talk next week. Let's talk about um, impact 
mm-hmm. of what um, of what uh, the trip was and okay. spiritually, and and I'll and I'll share my baller for Jesus. Let's manif- go manifesto. Hey, <laughs> baller for Jesus manifesto. Whoa, that sounds extreme. Uh, yeah, most older adults can't handle that. Mm. Um, so, anything else you want to say before we go? Um, no, I mean, go on a mission trip if you're with Bayside. Well, what's the a biblical? Website. What's a biblical reference to going on a mission trip? In the end of Matthew, when Jesus is like, you know, been resurrected. Matthew twenty-eight. Yeah, yeah. Go out into the nations, spread the gospel, make disciples of all people. Okay, so so if you're a follower of Jesus, mm-hmm. just do it. Just do it, and it can even be local. And you can actually, it's really fun. Yes. It's something that it will change your life. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. One no, more story. When you're good, one more story. other people. So please. the one guy in this, his name was Hartmut. And um, he was this like engineer for MTD. And he's got mm-hmm. hundreds of patents on lawnmower, the zero turn and all that from Club nice. Cadet. Nice. And he had, I mean, he was... He was well off. He was mm-hmm. very comfortable. Yeah. I don't know if he was rich or not, but he, <laughs> you know, he wasn't poor. Yeah. And uh, he did, he, he was an engineer and he did just German and he figured all these things out. And he had like came from Germany during, during that, the Holocaust time. Oh, wow. Anyway, but, um, and he was a high school educated, ended up being the head engineer to this huge firm hmm. uh and manufacturer of lawnmowers mtd and club cadet and all those mm-hmm. other things yep. and he put this he helped be, between him and hans they did they figured it out while we were there and it was mm-hmm. amazing wow about a couple months year after that happened maybe he got in a car accident coming home from on a skiing trip died mm. whoa uh hit by a drunk driver Jeez. And at his funeral, here's here's my point. Mm-hmm. At his funeral, there's all these important people there. Really, I mean, it was it was like a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And all his accomplishment, every one of them just talked about. It. He said, but he never stopped talking about when he put in the water filtration system in in Africa. Mm-hmm. He said it was the greatest thing uh, okay. that he ever did. And so, if you're looking for if you're looking for something, we're saying I'm doing. God's work to people. Mm-hmm. The, that's what's great about a mission trip because yep. you're not going to the public square and getting on a tour bus. Mm-hmm. You're getting into like back streets yeah. where they're making bread mm-hmm. and you're buying it and you're like, here, here's 50 bucks. Right, cause, right. Because I feel so bad. And they're mm-hmm. like, no, no, don't, yes. give them, don't give them money. Yep, yep. And I'm like, yeah, but they need it. They and need I'm, it. I'm, I got pocket change. I got so mm-hmm. much cash on me. Yeah. And so if you want, if you want something to... When we follow, when we follow God, when we follow His His instructions, mm-hmm. when we follow Jesus' instructions, He in, encourages us to do things that we would have never done before. Mm-hmm. And being a Christian is it's like a great life. I've yeah. been around the world, mm-hmm. and who gets to say that? Right, Will and Chris. Amen to that. And then when you're doing it with other people, it's even more fun. Yeah, yeah. So now you have these lifelong friends. Yes, exactly. We yeah. have group chats now. Did they? Did they? what hey we'll see you next week (laughs) all right see you next week